y'all. Welcome back to another episode of The Complicated DM. It's your host, Mariana and Denise Renee. Hi, everybody. So in today's episode, it is The Complicated Life of Entrepreneurs, and we have some guests. I'm going to turn it over to Denise so she can introduce our guests and her connection to them. Awesome. So I'm really excited about the guests that we have today. These are two fantastic women that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a significant amount of time. Uh, one a little longer than the other. I met um, Kelly O'Neill actually when I first moved to the Champaign-Urbana community. We worked together when we both worked in higher education. And then maybe about five or six years ago, I was introduced to Cynthia Bruno, and I have loved these women from the very first moment of of my introduction, and I'm super excited. I'm not going to go into details about what we are going to talk about uh, just yet or even um, tell you a little bit more about them because I want them to share what they want to share about themselves, but trust that I love them. Trust that they are fantastic and trust that they are doing amazing things for young girls and women all over the world. I don't know who wants to go first, Cynthia or Kelly. I mean, how do we follow that, Denise? (laughs) Go ahead, Cynthia. Okay, so I'm Cynthia Bruno. Um, I'm super excited to be on this podcast. I listen to it every time there's a new episode. So it's super fun to be a guest on the show. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I say that I'm the co-founder of Girls Go For It, co-founder of Miss Market, and co-founder of my family. I've got three kiddos, ages five, three, and one. So it's a very busy time in their lives and, and mine and my husband's life. You know, and this year really took a big step into entrepreneurship to really focus on Miss Market and focus on Girls Go For It. I also have a consulting company um, that I run on the side as well. But really, you know, stepping into making some big moves, making some big changes. And so I can certainly assure everyone that the life of an entrepreneur is complicated. And I know that we'll be talking a lot about that as the episode goes on. And hi, I'm Kelly O'Neill. I am the other half of Girls Go For It and Miss Market. I live in Chicago and um, during the day, I work for a company doing campus recruiting as a campus recruiting manager. And then I like to spend my free time with Cynthia um, developing and growing (laughs) Girls Go For It and Miss Market. I um, originally met Denise, gosh, Denise, more than a decade ago now. Yeah. And Cynthia as well. And that's how things started and have grown since. And um, I have a partner and he has a daughter that I'm blessed to have in my life. And yep, she's here watching today. Um, So I'm sure that we'll talk more about that. But yeah, excited to be here with you all. Um, Thank you so much for the lovely introductions. When Mariana were trying to think of episodes for our season two, you guys were definitely at the top of the list. Mariana and I both serve on the board for Girls Go For, so we've had the opportunity to work um, directly with these lovely ladies. And like I mentioned earlier, I just love what they are doing. And so we want to share the organization that they've been able to create. Um, want to learn a little bit more about why and then also the complications, right? Some of the struggles you faced and how you've been able to push through, if you have, right? <laughs> if you have pushed through them and what that looks like for you. Um, 
So I guess we'll just start. If you guys want to talk about maybe, um, I know you guys have a really good story about how you initially met and how the idea of some of your organizations started. Yeah, so Girls Go For It is the first venture that Kelly and I started together. And it started where all great ideas start over margaritas and (laughs) chips and salsa. So Kelly and I had a, a dinner date already on the schedule to catch up. And we had both been mentors in the Champagne unit for school system and had just noticed that our mentees had quite a few needs that we felt like weren't really being met. Um, my mentee, you know, there he goes, I went to her school. She had a billboard of what she wanted to be when she grew up on the outside of the classroom that was really exciting to me because she had kind of struggled with direction. And I said, oh, you want to be a doctor? That's that's so exciting. And she said, I don't really want to be that Miss Cynthia. They just told me I had to take uh, write something down so I could take the photo. And my heart just like sunk for her. And it sunk even more when she said, nobody has asked me what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Talking to Kelly about that. And, you know, Kelly, I'll kind of let you take the story from here. But you had a very similar experience. Yeah. And my mentee, I had been with since she was in sixth grade, but she was about to finish high school. And she, you know, there were a lot of tears. She didn't know what she wanted to do next. And she really didn't know what option she had. Like she had no concept of what possibilities were out there for her. And, you know, as Cynthia and I talked about this fifth grade, senior year, the the same, like these girls still had no confidence or knowledge of what was really possible for them. And so I think that's where the idea started. And we started to ask that question because we didn't want to create something that was already there. We wanted to fill a need that was actually a need. And so we started to talk to other nonprofits and say, hey, is this something that perhaps is missing for young girls? Is there an opportunity to start talking about career paths, education? opportunities, you know, expanding your horizons at a young age to truly know what is out there for you. That is really dope. I know when Kelly first approached me about Girls Go Forward, I I think she might have said, take some time. And I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) I am. Because I thought about when I was in fifth grade and had I had someone talk to me about opportunities, right? Just share opportunities with me and and bring that awareness to me. I believe that my path would have been different. You know, I might have still landed in the same spot. I think my path would have been different and I probably would have had um, a different focus. And so I I love, you know, what you guys are doing. I agree because, you know, I think back had I had girls go for it, I'm convinced I would have done a trade path just because being like an immigrant first generation, it was just lawyer, engineer, doctor, right? And I tell the story that it was my last, it was a week before graduation when I realized they were going to say my degree on stage and I freaked out because I hadn't told my mom that I was no longer doing the doctor route. And had I had girls go for it, my life would have been completely different. So it's amazing what y'all are doing. So what are, you know, talking about this amazing program that you both have founded, what are some challenges that maybe along the way you face? So you you had this this idea, this dream, what next? Well, I think that's maybe two different questions, the challenges and what's next. Certainly, I think the challenge for me and probably Kelly and I both collectively time, we 
have long felt like if we were able to put more time into girls go for it or miss market, you know, which I know we'll talk a little bit about later. We feel very strongly that both would probably be much further along right now. And I think we've each had a little bit of guilt over that because we hadn't been able to devote that time. And when you're doing nonprofit work, not being able to give that time means you're kind of leaving someone behind or there's someone who's not benefiting because you don't have the time to devote to the program. And that, I think, has hit us at different times and in different ways as we, you know, really do work towards that goal of, of making the organization, you know, continually more sustainable, both with and without us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, until 2021, where Cynthia was able to, you know, invest more time into Girls Go For It, which we are really seeing that time ability coming to fruition in many ways, you know, we've been stretched really thin since the beginning. As you both know, on the board, we have a working board. We're 100% volunteers and our program is 100% free for students. And that's super important to us that we maintain that free program for the girls who need it to remove barriers to access. But as a result from the beginning, you know, in our promise to maintain that, we have focused on developing and implementing the program. And we haven't had the ability to focus as much on fundraising and grant applications. And so I think Cynthia and I would both say if we could do anything over, that's one of the things we would do differently. And I think neither of us are really like, let's dwell on the past people, but that's something we <laughs> do differently is be able to focus more on fundraising and grants so that we could serve more young women sooner to grow the program earlier. But time, to Cynthia's point, has been the biggest challenge for us since the beginning. And I am actually so grateful that with that time restriction, I've had a partner in this because... Otherwise, I probably would have given up. I would have said, you know what, I don't have the time for this. But instead, I've been able to lean on a co-founder who supports me no matter what is going on and says, I hear you, I understand you, I feel you. And today that ebb and flow looks different for you than it does for me and, and vice versa. We've been able to do that for each other in the ebbs and flows of our careers, our families, our friendships, our other obligations, with us, we're able to work together to prioritize that. And that's been a true blessing and a true gift of this partnership in growing both Girls Go For It and Miss Market. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, you know, having time to devote to other areas um, in your life. How has, you know, you starting these two amazing organizations, Girls Go For It and Miss Market, um, impacted your, your family life? Uh, it's had different impacts at different times. I would say before I left, you know, kind of corporate America, which I did this year to, to really focus in on some of these other ventures, it was very stressful for me um, to, to be devoted. It was so hard for me to try to devote the right amount of time to the right places at the right times. Like it felt like it was an equation. I was just never quite getting right. And that was really stressful. The way I'm able to control my time now has been a life-changing gift for me. And also, I think, you know, business changing for the ventures that we're involved in. So, you know, I think one thing when you're really busy that starts to happen, though, is you get really clear on what's a priority and what's not. 
and you get really clear on what you can fit in and what you can't. And you get really clear on what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're willing to not. And so while I look at that and think, well, maybe I should have done X, Y, Z sooner, I would have sacrificed the clarity that I gained from having been in that position. And so now I'm in this new space where I have more control of my time. And I also have the benefit of all of this clarity. And that has been really good for me to set certain boundaries, to be able to figure out, you know, how much time I need to dedicate to other, to certain areas. Um, and to prioritize and to realize that some some things aren't going to get done and that's okay on these specific days. I love that. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, for me, I think I'm super grateful for this endeavor because I think it's helped clarify for me where my boundaries are and are not. Because when we first started, I wanted to say yes to everything. And I wanted to say, yes, I can, I can deliver on all of these things. But the the actual truth is I couldn't. And so through this time together, you know, a couple of things have happened. You know, I think that the role as a co-founder of a nonprofit organization has stretched me so much and has helped me grow as a person and has helped me reflect on myself. And we have this mission to support each other as women and girls So how am I doing that in my life? And what does that look like every day in my work life, in my family life, in my friend life? Um, And then how am I showing up to that? Because if I'm saying yes, 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 and I can't deliver on that, am I actually living out that mission? Or am I just full of empty promises? And so something I really respect, admire, and appreciate about my partnership with Cynthia is that she's always been, I think, really clear on her boundaries. And that's helped me be more confident in my own boundaries to say, yes, I can do this or no, I can't do this or be honest to say, I'm not going to meet this deadline. I hope that's okay. Because I think I've always had a fear of disappointing people by not making those boundaries. Nine out of 10 times, if you tell people I'm not going to make it, but I, I can make it by this day, the answer is great. No problem. Do that up front that's better for myself, (laughs) a lot of angst that I don't cause myself as well as everyone else involved in it. So I'm super grateful for what this journey has taught me about myself and my own boundaries, um, as well as prioritizing what's important to me. You know, when we first started this, I was involved, Cynthia and I met through friends, but we also met through the United Way and we also met through Junior League. We met through a number of volunteer groups and I was able to hone in on how do I want to spend my time because endless time. So where is my time most effectively spent? And then with that, like trying to move through the guilt of where I, where I can't and say, you know what, that's okay. Nobody, nobody's making me feel guilty about that. I'm making myself feel guilty about that. So who is telling me that story? There's so Yeah. But before we, we, but Mariam, I, I know you're getting ready to, to ask a question, but have we talked about the mission of Girls Go For or Miss Market? I feel like we haven't. Okay. That's, what? that's what I was about to say. <laughs> is before we go any further, talk about, we've mentioned, we've been mentioning Miss Market, but tell the audience that doesn't know what Miss Market is. And then back to Denise's question of also the mission of Girls Go For It. So the mission of Miss Market is to uplift women, period. Like that's the mission of Miss Market. And we're doing that by trying to bring together women entrepreneurs, business 
leaders, business owners, women founded companies, women run companies, and use our collective purchasing power to support those women in those roles. You know, we really feel like there's a big space for purpose uh, driven buying, purpose driven consumerism. And we want to use that to support women. And so through Miss Market, we're building out a directory. We're highlighting and promoting these companies on our social media. You know, we're really creating a community that's all about supporting women at those levels. And with Girls Go For It, our mission has always been to help young women find their entrepreneurial spirit and at a young age, explore career paths, education paths, and understand how to set goals in their lives. And we've really, you know, we've really been able to take that and put that into practice for young girls in a way that we are really proud of because this program is 100% free. It's 100% at this time volunteer run. And we're able to expand the horizons of girls and help them explore ways to dream, but also put those dreams into goals and into action in a way that they wouldn't have been able to if they weren't exposed to those opportunities. That is truly amazing. Like I said earlier, had I had a program like that when I was in the fifth grade, I could just only imagine the confidence, right, that I would have had earlier. I mean, those that know me know I'm pretty confident now, but um, it took me years to get where I am now and just having a jump start um, would have totally um, allowed me to probably explore career opportunities differently instead of jumping in, you know, head first. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because we got that feedback from so many people as we were talking about girls go for it. You know, they said, man, when I was in fifth grade, this is how I was, or this is what my experience was. And the truth is fifth grade is a super tough year. It's a very hard year. It's an awkward year. Everything starts changing your relationship with friends, your, you know, your romantic interests, like everything starts really hitting you. And it's also an area where I just don't think there's as much support for girls. And so when you think about how that confidence translates you know, we see the data that says girls don't raise their hand as often in classrooms. They don't run for as many leadership positions. And those are all things that make a difference later in life. And so we hope that by bringing this after school program to them, we are changing that path. That is really awesome. And in addition to all of those things, um, our bodies are changing around yeah. the fifth grade, right? And trying to process. <laughs> what's happening on the inside and how it's displayed on the outside. And it's just a lot that we go through as young girls and, you know, as, as women and our body changes all the time, right? Not just in the all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so you, you both talked about two phenomenal businesses. The two of you as a team were able to just start do you have any advice for those that maybe they have, they've had that brainstorming conversation with a friend, um, maybe to give them that push, like just if you could give anyone advice, well, what comes to mind? I think there are a couple of things. One, don't get overwhelmed by all of the things you don't know when you start something. Mm-hmm. There's so many times where I run into something or Kelly has run into something and we've called each other up and been like, I don't know if I'm the right person to do this. 
this is hard, never done something like this before. You have to just push past that. A lot of it really is like being willing to be very vulnerable and admit when you might not know something, admit when something's really hard, admit your skis, and then just doing it anyway and doing it when it feels uncomfortable. People, I don't think, give themselves enough credit for what they can do and what they can learn and how they can, you know, persevere through that. So that's one thing I would say. The other thing I'd say is if you're going to get involved with something with someone else and be in like a co-founder situation like Kelly and I are, focus on building that relationship and building that trust. And from the very beginning, just have a path that you're going to be totally honest with your co-founder about where your headspace is at, kind of what you're bringing to the table when you jump on a call. If you're stressed, if you're worried, can I do that? And I think that is tremendously helpful. And that's something that, and I, I know Kelly, you want to chime in, but before you do that, I remember our very first uh, board meeting when we first started many, many moons ago. Um, but that was the conversation, right? About, about being transparent, about being honest, about working with a group of women that were like-minded and um, being able to uh, not function as other women-led organizations have functioned, you know, previously or that we've been part of um, because, you know, with any group, right, there will be conflict, there will be issues, but being able to communicate, um, you know, our needs um, in a way that is productive, right, and not being passive aggressive or any of the, the mess, I will say, that I know I've personally experienced with other organizations. And so that was another reason I was really excited about the decision that I made because I wanted to be a part of women that were here to work and get the job done, but we actually liked each other and want to be in the <laughs> same space with each other. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think a, a point in that, Denise, is that we all are so different too, but I think we come in understanding that we're all here for purpose person, I think you can build a trust more quickly. And I think when people are vulnerable and honest and authentic, it builds that trust more quickly. And then others feel empowered to share their truth. You know, I hope that's the culture we've built. And I think it's one we have because we've had amazing board members who've said, I love this. Can I stay on in a different role? Or how can I um, stay on but shift what I'm doing? And, you know, I think that tells us a lot about them feeling comfortable to do that rather than just saying, I'm out, right? So I think that that comfort in being honest in, in where you are and who you are is powerful no matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether it's in your workplace, it's in a friend group, another organization. But you know, your leaders or, and your peers have to help foster that environment as well. And I think that's something to always be conscious of and always work towards. I agree with Cynthia, you know, and kind of doing it anyway. So my, my constant reminder to myself as we work together is to move past fear. I had fear when we started. I had fear in the middle. I have fear now. Fear is constantly there. And I think if I were doing this by myself, I probably would have let fear 
tell me no. But instead, I have Cynthia telling me yes, that we can do this. So when I am second guessing myself, when I'm doubting what we can do, like I am so good a co-founder who helps me move past that fear because gosh, fear is powerful and fear will always tell you that you can't do it, but you can. Um, and I'm really so grateful to have Cynthia in my corner always, no matter what's going on to help me move past that fear. Um, so I think no matter where you are, no matter what you don't know about what you're doing, do not let fear stop you from doing what you know in your core you need to do in this world. And I think the second thing is people want to help people. Like Cynthia and I will take a call with anybody that wants to talk about this. We have some expertise in some things and there's other things we just figured out. And so people will help you. People want to help you. And people like to talk about themselves. Here we are doing that, right? (laughs) People will help you figure it out. There are an abundant amount of people who have done this and will tell you what worked for them, what didn't. So I think if you have this burning to become an entrepreneur, don't let the lack of knowledge and how to do it stop you. Ask questions. You will find the answers. The worst thing that can happen, and my mom always says this, Denise, I know you you love a good Marianne quote. Um, can happen is someone says no. That's it. That is so true. And I I will admit that I struggle with hearing no. I need to get over that, right? That no is not going to kill me. It didn't hurt me. It might have bruised me a little bit, but I I can push past no, right? And because I think about that there are other areas in my life where I've been told no. Like I've been told no a million times applying for jobs before. um, And I've been able to continue to push through, right? But uh, there are other areas in my life where I feel as if if I hear no, that it will just crush me, just shatter, shatter. And I need to get over that complex because I have lots of ideas in my head and lots of other initiatives that I want to start. Um, I'm working on right now. I haven't shared it with anyone because I'm really nervous about it. Uh, but I'm excited about it. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. So I am for waiting so long to do it. But I also believe um, um, that this is the perfect time, right? And that is everything is always about timing and that now is probably the best time to move forward with it. So thank you for here and being able to push through fear and to something Cynthia said earlier about do it anyway, even if it may uncomfortable. Denise, can I tell you something Cynthia and I heard early on? They, we heard early on that if someone wanted to do what you are doing, they would already be doing it. So don't be afraid to start talking about it and telling people about your idea, because if it were their idea, they would already be doing it. So I think right around is the best way to perfect it, you know, and we're seeing that with Miss Market, right? The more we talk about it, the more we refine it, the more we are sure that there is a need to help women, support women in their purchasing power and find easily about how to support women run, women founded, women owned. So start talking about it. You know, I'll, I'll text you guys later and tell me. Please, yes. <laughs> 
You know what makes me move past that is something I've started where I game out the worst case scenario. Like I game out, what if it doesn't work? Like what if Miss Market doesn't work? What if, what if it just doesn't work? What am I actually going to do if that occurs? And being able to wrap my head around it has made me so much less afraid to take the next steps in doing it because I've already figured out the worst case scenario. And so anything that's not that scenario, or even if it is, I've already figured it out. And, and so then I'm less afraid of it, you know, and I go forward with confidence knowing that even if something's not going to work, I still have hope and I still thought about it. That's, that's awesome. You know, I think I will just share as a last thing, you know, I for sure have a bit of imposter syndrome. Like I, <laughs> I think Cynthia is amazing. And uh, there's times where I'm like, why did, why me? Right. Like, why does she want to keep working with me? Or why am I the best person to do this, right? When Cynthia could do this better or Denise or Mariana or someone else on her board could do this better. But then I have to just step back and say, no, they've asked me to do this or they've put that confidence in me. So I need to have that in myself. And that even as a 30 something year old woman, you know, that those, those fears, those insecurities creep up at times. And so I am super grateful for the continued support of these peers of my partner, Cynthia, to help me continue to work through that. And I think if I continue to do that, I can give that gift to other people and I can show that to other women because that's something I can do for someone else that has been given to me and that frankly I need because it's so easy to be our worst enemy. So I'm super grateful for that. Sharing that, that you guys, do you see why I love these women? Like <laughs> this is really touching for me and just encouraging and motivating. And just, I'm really excited about this new idea that I have in my head that will definitely become a reality. Um, and so I'm just, thank you guys for just being dope and encouraging and sharing your story. Um, so Let's talk a little bit about each of these a little bit individually so people can get a really good concept of how they can um, be involved, how they can donate, uh, just anything that you want to share as it relates to how the community, how their families can be a part of either Girls Go For It and Miss Market. Sure. So I'll start with Girls Go For It. Girls Go For It is an after-school program. If you are in the central Illinois area, you will likely be able to join one in person. Um, so you can reach out to us and, and head to our website to get more information on that. Additionally, we are 100% donation funded. So we are always looking for people who are willing to, people and companies, I should say, uh, who are willing to help us continue our work and help us really reach that mission of, of being able to remove as many barriers as possible for these young women to attend the program and have a really fulfilling experience. It takes so many hours to be able to design a curriculum correctly to support the kinds of conversations that we're having because the conversations that we're having and girls go for it, these are not conversations that happen in a school setting. These are not conversations that, you know, people are, having on the playground. These are really deep and meaningful conversations. And we are challenging these girls to really think about themselves and, and their place in the world and what they want it to be. And that takes a lot of meaningful work and meaningful hours that we need to support. So if you would consider a donation, um, you know, we would be forever grateful. And so would the girls that you're impacting. 
Absolutely. And if you are somewhere other than Central Illinois, reach out to us as well. We have the ability for you to deliver the Girls Go For It program for fifth and sixth grade girls or seventh and eighth grade girls in your local community in person or virtually in English or in a bilingual format in Spanish and English. And our website is girlsgoforit.com. And we are really excited to continue to deliver on our mission of bringing Girls Go For It to young women all over the country for free. So for Miss Market, we are continuing to grow. We are developing a directory for women run, women own, women founded businesses. And we wanna hear from you. If you are not following us, follow us on Instagram at The Miss Market or on Facebook at The Miss Market or join our Facebook group. We wanna know what do you wanna shop? What do you wanna find that is women run, women owned or women founded that may be hard for you to figure out when you send that gift, when you buy that thing for your household. Next time you buy a pair of jeans, Cynthia and I have had our own adventure in trying to figure that out. And it's so much harder than it should be. And so we want to help make that easier for women. So we really want to hear from you. And I would also say if you're a woman owned, run or founded company and you want to collaborate with us or advertise with us, we are certainly looking for and welcoming partnerships at this time. We were able to do a really fun collaboration recently with a local boutique and the response of you know, people who were able to purchase from them and discover them was really awesome. And we want to make that a reality for more women-owned, women-run, and women-founded businesses. Awesome. Now, I'm going to ask Mariana to do what she does best. Um, Wrap us up. She does a really good job with summarizing our conversations. Hey, y'all. So hopefully from this episode, you gathered that you can just have a simple conversation that's a dream or a vision. We talked a little bit about dreams in our last episode, but I think it can be as simple as a vision with someone and just allow it to take wings and believe in it believe that it can happen just like the perfect example of Cynthia and Kelly did, you know, be mindful of the time and set boundaries of what that may be. Be willing to be vulnerable with whoever that person is. Maybe that person is yourself, right? Being vulnerable with your own self. Um, Be honest with your co-founder and partner if you have a partner, but also be honest with yourself if you're starting this journey on your own. And don't let fear get in the way. If you're inspired by anything from Cynthia and Kelly, it's just remember not to allow fear to get in the way. Don't allow no to get in the way. You may get a ton of no's. You may not get any no. Listen to Kelly's mom's advice um, and getting you through that. And hopefully this gave others, in addition to Denise, the motivation that you really need. And I think that if there's One thing I really heard about this is that the impact of this organization and its backbone really stems from the passion that Cynthia and Kelly both have for it. And that is the fire that drives both of these organizations. So just remembering if what you're starting or or you want to start or the journey, like, do you have a lot of passion in it? Because that's what's going to drive the fire behind it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope it was a bit of a motivation of whatever that is. And just remember that simple conversation can really, really come to reality. You know, I want to use really quickly before we end this podcast as an example, a lot of of our audience may not know, but originally our vision started with three of us. And I think going back into something that Cynthia, going back to something that Cynthia and Kelly both shared of just being vulnerable of 
right, of your time, of your commitment. And that third person was so vulnerable and honest with us and could have easily just jumped with us to go along, but really took time to reflect on their values and realize it just, it didn't align uh, with them at the time. And so just using these small examples to remind y'all that you can do it. Just jump, jump in the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drown. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for being special guests. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.